Hi everyone, today I have a very special guest, Nisa Kamara, who turned his pain into purpose and uh, he has such an inspirational story. He was shot twice, stabbed and uh, he's been through so much violence, but he turned all his pain into purpose and now he's helping so many teenagers to, to have been victims of violence or do not feel tempted to go into this lifestyle and uh, to be stronger, to be the true pillars of uh, their community. So I'll love to see more and um, to discuss with him his story and how he inspires all these teenagers. Hello, Simona. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for making the time too. I know you're very busy and because you have um, two TV shows, one is psychological and the other one you you are talking politics and um, I love psychology too. So I'm I'm so interested to, to find out more from you. Well, you know, psychology is something that I've always been intrigued by. I love how, I love to know why people do what they do. You know, I love to, you know, I'm quite intrigued by a lot of things, you know, a lot of things about the brain, the function of the brain, and the whole analysis of, you know, the, on the whole human behavior. So that's one thing that always attracted me to psychology. Definitely such an amazing science. I, I've been studying psychology and I, I always feel that it's so much more to discover. I mean, the whole subconscious mind and everything about mindset and behavior and how we do things. It's so interesting. And uh, we never know like how our like negative thoughts can transform our emotions and how to learn to, to respond instead of reacting. So uh, tell me more about your program because you have a program that you're helping teenagers. So how is that? Yeah, well, I have this psychological program that we have put into play here in London, which I did when we did the lunch of it, the mayor was there and we made it quite, you know, big. So I'm just tired of seeing these youths killing themselves, going to jail. You know, it's just ridiculous. And one thing I want to put out there is the fact that the youths, are not actually utilizing the actual conscience aspect of their brain. They're just going on. It's like a robot. If you're used to doing something over and over, it becomes a norm. You understand? So you don't longer use the conscience. You just rely on the subconscious. It's like getting in a car. People that know how to drive, you get in the car. You don't have to worry about it because you start fidgeting with your radio. You fidgeting with your radio. You're doing different things. So you're not using the, the conscience anymore. But if you get in your car and say, I'm going to drive a different way that i never driven before, you have no choice but to utilize the conscience. So this program that we have put into play is basically to support these youths to look at life from a different, you know, different perspective. Because they need to know that every action is a reaction. Because they're killing somebody, you know, that means also, they are, their family is losing, and the person who they kill's family is losing because their family is losing because they're going to go to jail. 
family's not going to be able to see them. I mean, embrace them the way they normally do. You understand? So that support families losing. So we try to put that concept into our program for them to see the actual, you know, outlook of it. So yeah, so that's what the program is about. It's called Camara Youths. That's that's really interesting, and uh, it's really fascinating to know because at the at this age, like a younger age, teenagers might not be like truly like self-aware. I've seen research that even adults, they're not really self-aware. It was something like, I think over 80% of people, they, they might not be truly self-aware. So how teenagers can see, to how can they recognize these negative patterns and uh, to transform them into better options and to, to be consistent? How you find the teenagers? Are they consistent in taking new actions and transforming their lives and... Well, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these teenagers seem to deal with a lot of, you know, abandonment. So one thing about us, what we do is that we don't want them to feel abandoned. So after the program, we're still there with them, supporting them, giving them encouragement. So he, you know, and also we give them the option, if you don't want to come, you don't have to come. Because at the end of the day, this is your life. No one can change your life but you. You know, if you want to continue selling drugs or being out there in the streets or going to jail and eventually being killed, that's your option. But we can give you a better option. We can give you another way of life. You understand? Yeah. So by us presenting this to them and letting them know, like, you know what? We, I can guarantee that when you leave my program, I can get you into the field that you want. When they come into the program, I let them fill out a form. Where they want to be? Where do they see themselves in five years? What intentions do they have of achieving this goal? So there's a lot of factors that, that I put in place to empower them to know that, you know what, what you put into this is what you're going to get out of it. Don't think you're just going to come here and sit here. Even if you just come in and sit, the program, what we say, eventually is going to sink in because as long as you in there you're you're going to listen so yeah so everybody that comes in is quite involved that's great because they feel like they can feel your support and the way you coach them and they they are truly like coming there because they want to so that's the main part because if they didn't want to change them it's no one else can change them but they are coming there because they so. yeah they truly want to change and they recognize this so um and the, yeah and besides I, I make them feel as i make them know that i can relate to what they're going through i've been in the streets selling drugs i did i sold drugs you know um i did everything that they're doing but also i went to school and i made something of myself and now look at me I'm driving a Porsche, I have a Mercedes, and I have a Jaguar. I have three cars. I live in a beautiful house. You can achieve all of this. But being in the streets, you're not going to achieve this. Because if you go to jail, you're going to have to pay for a solicitor. You're going to pay bail money. So all the money that you think you're making, you're actually giving it back out. But unlike when you own your own business, you structure your business, 
because your friend might get you. The police is the police are coming after you. Detectives are coming after you, and the other drug dealers are coming after you, or other gang members. So you have a lot to lose. But when you come into our program, I can guarantee you it's going to be a win-win situation. Definitely, because that's it. That if they keep going like towards like a more violent lifestyle then they live in fear and i've always been since i've seen the emotional scale of abraham hicks i saw fear is the last one the last negative emotion that leads to depression and despair so they can't really focus on growing and developing themselves they can't really feel joy or happiness or love or anything if they live in fear so that's why it's important to make the better choices and don't leave afraid That is so similar. You've been, you know, and also in the psychological field, you can quite understand that fear. We, you know, fear is just emotion. You understand? And fear yeah. that emotion take the best of you. You lose control of self. The best way to overcome fear, you know, is fear flight. But the best way to overcome fear is to know yourself. Okay. To know the triggers. To know what to look for. So if you can take a deep breath and say, you know what, this is gonna, you know, pass. I'm not gonna get let this get the best of me. I can, I can do better. You understand? If you truly know yourself, you want to overcome something. You can. And me being the fact, I don't believe in in medication because that in medication is just going to mask the pain for that point in time, and then. You know the pain is going to come back. So I believe that fear, you know, is just something that one has to truly take control over. And I deal with a lot of people that can train these youths to overcome whatever obstacles that they're facing. Definitely, I don't believe in medication too for these purposes. I think rather than medication, it's more important to build connection with people and like, helping each other like you do, because. Medication is just all the side effects of taking pills for depression leads to even more depression, maybe. So I don't really, exactly. yeah. You know, uh, I had a dispute with a clinical psychologist. Oh, okay. important is the connection that's that's really like replacing medication like for this situation and um, 
I was also interested like how you how you have time for everything. I know you have two companies in America and you're doing all these and you'll be traveling as well to to Kenya and uh, Africa. So I would really love to hear more about because you're you're not focused on just teenagers in here in England or in America. You're going global, so helping everyone, no matter what their their nationality is. You know, um, I was in Romania, and oh, one thing I wanted to see was Dracula's castle. I'm obsessed with Dracula. Oh, so when I went to Romania, and they told me about the politics, how the politics is, all the politicians are dirty. And I went to Africa, then I had the politicians are dirty. You know, everywhere you go, is always a flaw. My job, yeah. my objective is not to go after the politician. My job is just to show the politicians that, you know what? These kids are the future of tomorrow. I support a lot of charities all over the world, Kenya and so forth, and which indeed I'm supposed to be meeting with the prime minister in Kenya. And I'm dealing with, um, you know, the former, you know, former secretary of state in Sierra Leone. So it's like I'm dealing with a lot of, you know, high government officials due to the fact that I offer myself. I offer everything that I have because I can die today. You understand? Mm. And whatever I have, I'm not going to go with. So while I'm here, I have found my purpose. This is my calling. This is what I believe I'm here to do. Everything that has happened for me, to me, happened for a reason. And now that I have found my calling, I'm holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Having two businesses in America, I think, was a start for me. But, you know, when I came here, I see what is going on. The first thing I did, because I just wanted to do something, I went to school. There's nothing better than just educating yourself. So I went to school. And while I was in school, I, I decided I need to open up some businesses. And like I always say, if the laws of attraction, also I'm a motivational speaker. So when I go to colleges to talk, I, I tend to do a lot about laws of attraction, utilizing the subconscious. And if you think about laws of attraction and psychology, they go hand in hand. Definitely, yeah. Because... So, when, mm-hmm. yeah so when I structure my, so whenever I'm putting my businesses together, I tend to focus on what I want, and I attract positive positivity. Attract positivity. So I keep. I go out to seminars. I get to interact with a lot of people. I went to meet with Les Brown. You know, I meet with a lot of people. So um, I kind of structure myself around the people that I want to be like, and that is how I structure my businesses and from that I'm able to support these youths. Yeah, it's important to have like um, good connections and that's our the circle we are surrounded with, like our friends and the people we get inspired by. That's how we become. So that's really important to to find like better and connections and learn from each other because that's that's how we grow. And um, yeah, I think it's 
it's really important to to always remember to go back, especially like at this age, like the teenagers, you go into colleges to speak. It's a really great job because, you know, it's so easy to get tempted to to appear like, oh, I look cool if I do that or that or like bad things and like even into bullying each other or something. So it's a really like sensitive age. So I think you're definitely doing a, a great job. So it's... It's so, so important. Thank you very much. And you know, being in the, in the same field as well, Simona, they say, give me a child to the age of seven, and I will tell you what that child can be. You understand? Yeah. And what that means is the fact that a child's brain, it, it's like a book, a brand new book. You can write anything you want to write in that brain. So if the child is at home with you and mommy and daddy or whatever, and then they see a lot of positivity, they will they will develop that positive attitude. And if they see daddy and mommy always working, building their business, if I'm making, if I'm building my business and I'm telling my child, oh my God, I don't think I can do it. This is so difficult. That child is going to grow up thinking it's difficult to build a business. You understand? But if I show the positive side, I should say, you know what, I can't do this, come, sit with me, and then I encourage that child to see what I'm doing, how I'm structuring the business, that child will eventually become an entrepreneur. Yeah, and that's another thing that uh, children, teenagers, they don't learn in school how to become entrepreneurs too, because it's not just about study, study hard, and then study all these things that it might not even be interested in and then find a job and stay in that job. So it's really like about self-education and to have mentors like you to to learn more and to learn about having building your own business, your building your own career and being an entrepreneur too. So that's a really important thing to to know. And school, I think, it doesn't really focus on that much. Yeah, because if you think about it, you know, you and I, we kind of coming back from old school days. Yeah. What they're teaching these kids now is nothing about entrepreneurship. If you go in a classroom, if you go in a classroom now, from a psychological, you know, perspective, what do you see? You see a child sitting behind a desk. That is technically the workforce environment. You yeah. go to class, you sit at your desk. Just like when you get older, you go to work, you sit behind a desk. After work, you get up. And that is all work mentality. Those are all the ethics of it. Now, I went to visit another school out in, in Richmond. When I enter the classroom, some of these kids have computers, laptops on their desks. You understand? Mm-hmm. That environment teaches them to be entrepreneurs. They have laptops and they they, they were teaching them, they were teaching the kids to read the newspaper. And I was flabbergasted. I was like, wow, okay, I don't see this every day. When I was growing up, we didn't have this. But when I go to other schools, you don't see that. You see the kids sitting behind the desk, paying attention to the teacher. 
Yeah. This school that I went to, they were sitting in a circle, like a board room, in a circular room. You know, I was like, okay. So, you know, some schools don't give the children the opportunity to become entrepreneurs. They train them to become employees. Yeah, and um, also it's important because I see, like when I started in last year, it was getting better because they focused, the lecturers, they were focusing on like collaboration in between the students. So we had like more group assignments and it's important to remember, it's not just individually. Before I thought it was a more, the school was focused on the individual just to do your own homework, do your own tests, your essays. It's still like do you on your own, but it's also important to learn the cooperation and collaboration. It's the main thing. So as an entrepreneur, you'll always like collaborating with others. So you don't have to be afraid on your own to, if you fail, just go back again. See, with me, Simona, that's why when I go to Birmingham, Manchester, Miss Birmingham, you know, the lady that won, you know, Miss Birmingham, she and I were very close. So whenever I come up there, she's always saying, oh, I'm going to come meet you. Let me meet you at the hotel. You know, I'll invite other, you know, business owners. We'll have dinner or lunch. You understand? Yeah. When I meet people, I always try to learn from people. I don't go into a room and pretend like I know everything because I don't. I'm always willing to learn, and the best way to learn is to listen, and the best way to learn is to be around a group that you can give and take. Definitely, and always having this student mindset, because we're no like, experts, and no matter how much we learn, it's always more to learn, and always having this student mindset, so which is great. And um, so tomorrow you have uh, the TV show, I think. Is yeah, it, I have it? a motive. I, yeah, I have a psychological show which comes on every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Amaze TV. Oh. And every Sunday. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's great. So. Um, what will be like the, the focus, like the like the key points? Well, basically, on Saturday, a lot of people cannot afford to go see a counselor, to go for counselor. And during this, you know, crisis, a lot of people were suffering, you know, going through a lot of mental issues. So we decided to create this show to support the people at home, you know, to let them know that whatever you're going through, you're not the only one going through. There are a lot of people going through what you're going through. You understand? So we try to talk about different issues dealing with the mind. Yeah, because if we don't control the mind, then the mind will control us too much. And uh, yeah, that's the main thing because I was studying, as I said, psychology. But, you know, like I truly believe that like so many people, they're having like problems with like, mental health and even just depression like not just it's a huge problem but uh, sometimes they feel anxious and and 
they can't really like go to see someone because they cannot afford it. So that's why it's important to to know that there is someone there that they can they can help them. Yeah, I know. And a couple of, for the past couple of days, there's this lady that lives in Trinidad. She saw me on Facebook and she decided to send me a message. I responded. She's going through so much for her daughter, for her family, and me talking to her for this past couple of days, there's so much difference now when we talk, you know. Um, the thing is that there are people out there to support you. On my on my web, on my page, not the Kamara Youths, on my motivational page, I have an 800 number that is there that people can call for free and talk to someone, you know, that they don't know because sometimes people don't want to talk to somebody that they know because they feel that so that person is going to look at them differently. Yeah. You understand? So I created this 800 number that people can just call and someone will be on the other line to talk to you, to mentor you, to guide you through whatever it is that you're going through. That gives me joy. So I don't want people to think as though whatever they're going through, they are alone. Whatever they're going through, you know, uh, it's going to diminish them. No such thing. Because whatever you're going through, somebody else somewhere is going through the same thing. Definitely, because it's still like, sometimes it's perceived like in a negative way, the the mental health issues and people are afraid to talk about it because they might be afraid to not be seen different or weak. But I see like being vulnerable and share about it is not weakness, it's uh, it's courage. And it's, it's... It is. Yeah. It is. And one thing I don't like is that, as the, you know, this mental health, they give a medication to these people. Now, I do understand there are different levels to it. But you know what? Talk to these people first before you start giving them the medication. Before anything, I used to work for New York Rehab Center in Worcester. You understand? Yeah. I used to work for a company called New York Rehab Center. It's in Worcester. Okay. And we deal with people that, we work with people that have you know, mental, excuse me, frontal lobe problems. Okay. Like when you get in an accident, your brain shook, or a baby that got picked up by a family member or somebody, and they shook them without knowing. One thing I try to educate people is that a child's brain is not that developed. So if you shake a child, you know, you are disturbing the brain. And when you get in, so I try to educate people working in that watching these people grow was something of joy to me. So I don't believe in just get medication, medication, medication. In the beginning stages, you can give the medication to calm the individual, but as time goes on, try to take the medication away gradually. Give them, empower them. Definitely, like empowering them, they make them feel better. I went as so when I yeah when I was a student I went to I think two or three sessions like counseling sessions at university because I was just feeling overwhelmed like like 
moving from another country in the first year and uh, all the assignments and I was just like this, like uh, afraid to not fail and uh, that that's why it's important because in school sometimes we feel that oh if I fail then the whole future is gonna be like <laughs> nothing. So and it's important to remember that it doesn't matter. We can always go back after failure or something. So I did go to a few counseling sessions, but it took like longer time. So I was like <laughs> better by the time I got uh, an appointment. So that's it's it's really like tough and sometimes it's challenging to to find someone to talk with when you need it and. It's it's important. Yeah, that, yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that is true. But you know, um, the, okay, let's talk about uh, you know Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Sigmund Freud because a lot of people think he's a lunatic. Let's talk about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison created a you know created a light bulb. Do you know how many times Thomas Edison failed? Mm-hmm. But when they asked him, they told they told him, why don't you give up? You're not going to succeed. You know, you have failed so many times. You know what he said? He said, no, I I, I didn't fail. I'm just learning different ways of doing it. Yeah, that's a great reminder for all of us. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, you just have to have that mindset as to say, I'm not failing. I'm just learning it in a better way. You know, because if you do something over and over, don't look at yourself as you're failing. Like, okay, this is your first, you know, podcast. When we get off this podcast, you know what you need to do, Simona? Yeah. Give yourself a pat on the back and say, well done, Simona. Definitely. I have achieved something. I have done something. I'm proud of myself. Acknowledge what you do. Acknowledge your achievement. And when you acknowledge your achievement, that, gives, that motivates you to do more. That makes you to grow. That makes you yeah, it's important to give ourselves time to, to reward ourselves too because not just like keep chasing, chasing something else, something else and then we forget the, the rewarding part as well and how we feel and be self-aware of that. So that's, that's good. And the whole like, the whole life is just a process and we learn to enjoy the process and keep like documenting our process and the journey and share it with others. We learn from each other's stories. So that's why I never see it now as a failure. When I was younger, yeah, in my first years at uni, I was like very concerned about failure and all that. But now I don't see it anymore like that. I just move well on, done. go. Well done. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. No, thank you. You see, um, what I also tell people is, okay, Simona, I want you to come with me. I, I want you and I to go somewhere, okay? Now, even though you and I, we're going somewhere, we're on this road, I am on my journey, you're on your journey. Do you understand? Yeah, definitely. That is life. Life is a journey. Somebody might be with you, that don't mean they're taking the journey with you, they're just walking the same path you're walking. Now, what they're going to achieve during that journey is going to be different than you. Do you understand? The obstacles that they're going to face, they're going to be different from the obstacles you face. Now, because you face an obstacle, don't mean it should stop your journey of life and say, I give up. You just keep going. No no journey, no road is smooth. 
New Journey is perfect, just like in, you know, in Romania. The roads yeah. are not perfect. But you get in your car and you continue to go, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, we have some good yeah, roads, right. bad roads. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a, that's a great reminder to remember that. Even if sometimes we have to do the journey alone, like that's that's how we learn, that's how we grow stronger and how we develop. We don't have to always seek connection or to to try to be with someone or to learn from someone. We can be perfectly fine on our own as well. So that's 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 good to to remember. Then even if sometimes we might lose some some someone like friends or. If not necessarily like it's in, in a bad way, but sometimes people they have like other another purpose or sometimes there are just like lessons that we learn from each other and sometimes their their purpose in our lives can be finished, so that's how we move on and so it's it's never to be afraid to be alone. Philippines uh, I look at it like we talk about personalities, right? Yeah. Now because I'm taking journey with you, you and I walking together, you know, that don't make me an, an introvert or, you know, an extrovert. The way it is, is that in life, there are three, there are three um, personalities. There's the fountain, which brings what? Positivity. And there is um, a river that can hold things. I live near like a street. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, but in life, you know, they say, oh, this personality, you have this personality, you have a negative personality, you have a positive personality. One thing that I can advise anyone is that don't let someone tell you who you are. Do you understand? You are who you are. People will assume, but as long as you know yourself, you can always change. Always look at things from a positive perspective. Always look at it as tomorrow is going to be a better day. Okay, today I, I made ten thousand pounds. Tomorrow yeah. I'm going to make ten thousand. I'm going to make twenty thousand pounds. Today I lost ten thousand pounds. Should that mean I should be depressed? Or oh, today something bad happened to me? Does it mean something bad is going to happen tomorrow? It's about the way we look at things. We have to be optimistic. Definitely. It's not all, always about what we have, but what we, no. we keep ourselves, like the mind, like there are always some resources there, so we can always find something. And focus that on the positive so. side. experiments I was doing yeah in the uni <laughs>
yeah, definitely. It's uh, it feels relaxing and it's a great way to feel grounded because some so many times okay. we feel trapped in the rush and it's a grounding technique. Okay. Now, but the whole the whole essence of that is that you can take your mind wherever you want to take it. Definitely. The mind, you can manipulate the mind. If you can manipulate the mind, you can achieve what you want. If you believe that you are an entrepreneur, when you get up in the morning, simple, just intrigue yourself. Ask yourself questions. Ask yourself questions that you never ask yourself. Let the brain ponder. Let the mind ponder. Create, visualize your day. The mind is the easiest thing to manipulate. The mind can create fear if you let it. But if you learn to dictate, control your mind, what can stop you? I always say the only thing that can stop you in life is yourself. Nothing can stop you. When I wanted to buy my Porsche, I told myself I wanted a silver Porsche. I visualized it. Everybody's telling me, oh, you already have a nice car. I was like, no, I want a Porsche. It's like, but you're making a lot of investment. No, I want a Porsche. Yeah, that's your reward. Because of vision. Yeah. I visualized it and I attracted it to me, loss of attraction. I ended up getting what I wanted, the same thing. Everything I wanted, I got it because I trained my mind as to not limit myself. Sometimes people call me an overachiever. I tell them, thank you. (laughs) You can call me a bum all you want. You can say I'm a bum or whatever. I don't care what you say about me. It's what I say and what I think that matters. Definitely, because people, they always have opinions, like good or bad, like you we can't please everyone, so it's better to just keep on our journey and do the best we can and inspire as more people as we can. Absolutely. And if you're too busy trying to please others, yeah, you're going to make yourself unhappy. You cannot please everyone. Yeah, it's... If you're happy, with, if you're happy within you, that will resonate onto other people. You ever met somebody and say, I like that person's spirit? Yeah. It's you know, a, you can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, people always have, like, expectation, and it's important to know, like, what we want instead of, like, always, like, trying to be what someone else wants or trying to, like, always please their expectation and do what they want. Always be like authentic to yourself and what's your purpose, your values. That's it. That's it. You know, I put a post on Facebook. The day you die, you're going to die alone. Yeah. You understand? Your values are your values. When you die, you're not going to go with your money. You're not going to go with your pride. You're not going to go with, you know, your... How you call it? You're not going to go anything but the deeds that you have done. And how you make people feel. Precisely. So, me, 
as I know the journey that I'm on, you know, I don't have time to lie to nobody. I don't want nobody to lie to me. You can say whatever you want about me. I'll still look at you and smile and say thank you. Because in actuality, I know what I stand for. I know what I'm doing. And I'm quite focused on it. That's great. Focus is the main thing because we tend to get so distracted. You know, social media, I see it as a, a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how we use it. If we use it to be focused, to to create more content, to connect with people, that's great. But sometimes if we use it just to get distraction, distracted so quick, then that's that's a negative effect. So it's it, the best way is to be focused in the present moment and to not worry about past or future. You know, a lot of people that tend to look at on social media when people don't like their picture or they get upset. They don't like somebody else's picture because nobody likes their picture. Mm-hmm. You know, they are mm-hmm. let and the media dictate to them. Social media should, I don't know, that is a whole different topic because to me, I feel like it's a platform where you, you utilize it to the best of your ability. You know, I do business on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on, and I have over 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. You understand? But I go there, I have a select a few people I interact with. I put my videos up. I put my comments up. I leave. I keep myself busy. I don't focus too much on what's going on on social media. Because I have things that I'm trying to accomplish that I have my mindset on. I cannot change the world. But the little difference that I can make, that is an impact I'm living behind. I'm trying to live an imprint in this world before I leave it. Because you never know when you're going to go. Definitely. That's how we, we're like building our... Online, we're building our reputation and also it's the, the legacy we leave behind and inspiring people. And it doesn't have to do huge changes because sometimes people, they feel like, oh, it's, it takes too much effort to change something. But it's the little actions that we do every day and we don't have to make huge changes. It's just little steps. If we can inspire someone, that that's great. It doesn't have to be millions of followers or friends or thousands of likes and you know we we chase like the, the quality and the the genuine connections so right, so let me tell you a story about this little boy yeah this little boy was at the beach this little boy went to the beach and the waves kept going the fishes onto the sand and he'll take one fish and he'll throw that in and the wave will come back with like a hundred fishes and throw them back onto the, the you know take another one and throw it back in. He kept doing it about almost an hour. This man looked at him and said, boy, what are you doing? You cannot save all of these fishes. The boy bent down, pick up another fish, and threw him back into the sea. And he looked at the man and said, well, I cannot save all these fishes, but I saved one. That's great. And it reminds me of like in Romania, you've been there, you know, we have like stray animals, like stray cats, stray dogs. And um, 
I always felt like upset when I see them on the streets. Yeah, and, that's how a lot of street dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in in a way, it's good that they're free and they can go around and they stay free. But uh, in another way, like sometimes when, when you hear them, like they get into like bad situation or like accidents happen, that's, that really makes me sad. So I, I always thought like I want to do more to help them. And sometimes it's easy to get like like sad or like overwhelmed but that's what i said like at least like one at a time and if you can save one at a time and then you can raise more awareness more people can save and you can't really save them all and that's important too especially with animals i'm like really sensitive in that topic but yeah it's, yeah and uh, i save like i i um, took like a few i took one cat and she had kittens so I kept them all and then two more dogs and I had one rabbit too so I'm always trying like oh, if, wow. yeah if I could I would take more but you know I like yeah. I can't so that that's well, yeah. mm-hmm. I always like one of my dreams is to have like a like a like a hospital like a, for animals and uh, because so many people they can't yeah that's one of my dreams and my goals I should not just dream and um, because I want to give more like people the opportunity to like treat animals in there, especially like I'm thinking of like the children or who have animals there, but they might not afford how to to pay for their treatments. It's yeah, I think well, it's cheaper you know, in there. So yeah. Simona, you know, you're one female that I think you can achieve whatever you put your mind to. If you want to get this up and running. An animal shelter, animal hospital. I think you can do it. There's nothing that you cannot do. I absolutely positively believe. Because when I moved to London, I didn't know nobody. Yeah. But I left all my family in America. I've been in America for how many years? Over twenty years. And I moved to London. Who do you know? I decided that I was going to make something of myself. A lot of people doubted me. A lot of people say, why are you living about the two little London? You know? But mm-hmm. I put my mind to it and I excel. So I don't doubt you. You can do what you put your mind to. This is your vision. This is your goal. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's good to have that vision and then to take steps towards it and to, to not get distracted. So that's always great to follow our vision and our purpose. And that's how I felt like really like into helping animals. And I even tried to be vegan at one time, like a few months. Really? <laughs> yeah. I tried that. I cannot. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I tried to, I think maybe three, four months, like two years ago. And then I tried more like vegetarian and uh, now I'm more like flexible. So... But still, like, I'm trying to, to eat less, like, meat and so, but uh, there like, just flexible choices and everyone does what they want. So I always respect everyone's opinions and choices and their, their diets. So it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about life is, especially on my other show that I do every Sunday, which is a political show. Um, the 
politicians that come on my show, one thing I tell them, excuse me, even before we go on, you know, on the set, listen, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not here to judge you. Just like I tell the, the youths that come to my program, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to get the facts. You understand? And one thing I can tell you is that at the end of the day, only you can look at yourself in the mirror. When you die, you have to answer to your own deeds. So, with that said, just remember, I'm not here to judge you. Let's go. Because I don't want anybody to think I'm judging them because of what they're going to say or the response. No. We cannot judge people. So just like you said, you know, you don't judge. So I respect that. Yeah. The best so, way is to, to have empathy towards each other, not, not judgments. can go like to explain the, the better no no please i'm intrigued <laughs> okay I'm yeah i see empathy like uh i was thinking more like the difference be- before i was learning about the difference between like compassion or empathy so i don't like compassion for example like sometimes if you people think that oh, you're feel compassion for them that they may feel like a victim or something so that's not about being a victim it's about just understanding how they feel and understanding their situation and their point of view and their struggle and what they've been through and uh, just like imagining us you've been through that so it's a different kind of understanding and uh, talking at the the same level so that's that's empathy and not judging and not having like a making all these assumptions and yeah He 
So I said, why are you doing it, Daddy? He said, I'm just moving the rocks. He kept doing it until his son decided to help. They moved the whole mountain in front of the house. Yeah. A week later, they had a big rainstorm. The rain was coming down so heavy that it was flooding. The rocks that he had moved from behind his house to the front of his house saved so many people because all the flood, all that water that was coming now had those rocks stopping them, stopping the water from coming. You understand? So mm-hmm. sometimes when you have a vision, it's not everybody who's going to see a vision. You know, so either they can help you along your vision or let you be. There's a reason to why we there's a reason to why we do things in life. Nothing just happens overnight. We just don't get off and say, Oh, I'm going to move this mountain. There's a reason to it. So it's not everybody who's always going to see your vision. So don't always expect people to help you. Yeah, and sometimes you might not like even get like we don't have to think to I do this because I want this to happen back and to expect something like you said like other people benefited from what they did and they moved the rocks and it's like they say like the tree quotes and like planting a tree but you know that you won't be sitting there in the under the tree the other people the other generations will sit there so it's like building something but you know it's for other people as well That's how you find your purpose, but you give it back to the people, to the community. So not expecting something. That is it. That is it. So it's been a great session, don't you think? Quite an interesting conversation. Yes, yeah. I'm just uh, looking now, it says that the maximum recording time is 60 minutes. So we have like 55 minutes already, so it's... We thought there were going to be less, but you've now. You've done well. Yeah. You've done quite well. Thank you. And you too. It's been so great to conversate with you. And I'm sure you have so many other interesting stories. And, um, yeah, so. See, the thing about doing a podcast is that sometimes, you know, because I did, I used to have a podcast and I just started. But one thing I've learned about the podcast is if you can get someone who you can have a, just a communication with, just just a just a basic conversation that is Definitely. informative. Time goes by so fast. Yeah, and and, and nothing planned. I'm sorry. Yeah, and nothing planned. Like we didn't like plan any like questions or anything it just flows and I love it when the conversation just flow I do too I do too yeah so it's it's so, been great thank you for having me on your show thank you so much for your time too and uh, I'll be watching more of your TV shows and uh, be following your story how you inspire people and, and one day I I might even have you on my show. That's great, yeah. Because psychology really interests me, so I'm sure I'll be really passionate to talk about this subject. Okay. That'll be 